Jesus, we set apart this time in our weeks in this place. Whether we're watching online or whether we're here in person, to say we want to hear from you. We are here to meet with you. And we know that you are with us, that your spirit dwells within us. And so will you open up our hearts and our minds to receive from you this morning? Before I can give you a thing, I have to receive from you first because I have nothing that I can offer you, almighty God, in and of myself. And so, Lord, will you open up our hearts and mind wide in trust and in love when we lead you, we ask you, I mean, to transform us, to change us, Thank you for your goodness and your love and your grace toward us. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, amen. Amen. You may have a seat um, and welcome everybody. So glad you came and you joined us this morning. For everybody watching online, we're grateful that you're watching with us too. Um, and if you're, if you're new uh, today, if this is one of your first few Sundays here at the church, um, you're in for a different kind of Sunday today. We have just gone through, together as a church, a week of prayer and fasting, where every day we've been seeking God together. Many of you, you've been leaning in with us, you've been attending at different uh, prayer services throughout the week, or just coming in the sanctuary to pray, and that's just, it's been beautiful to watch the way this church has been leaning into God all week long. And today is, is I guess you could call the culmination of this week. And what we wanted to do was to set apart a time of corporate prayer and worship together. And as Shelby and I, we were praying this week and saying, God, well, well, how, how would you have us culminate this week? Put an exclamation point on this week. And the thing that kept coming to both of our minds are just oh, many of your faces and realizing how many of us here have come to the end of our own human limitations? How many in our congregation are still grieving after losses from the last year? How many of you have expressed frustration, discouragement, disappointment? Or for some, just, you described to me, just I just feel dry and I want to connect with God, but I'm not sure how. Or for others of you, man, you, ex you actually somewhat appreciated how chill the last year was and how it wasn't as busy as normal, and now you're realizing that the schedule is ramping up all over again, and we're still not really out of the pandemic, and that's pretty exhausting too. But in the midst of all of these things, interestingly enough, um, on separately, God spoke to Shelby and I and, and gave each of us Isaiah 55. And if you know Isaiah 55, it opens with an invitation. All who are thirsty, all who are hungry, won't you come to me? Everybody, God says. And this whole chapter ends, though, with a refreshed, renewed, invigorated people of God. And so today, in this prayer and worship time, we're going to work our way through Isaiah 55. At times, we're going to pray in response to it. 
Other times we're going to be silent. Sometimes we're going to sing. Sometimes we're going to talk about it. We're going to hear stories. We're going to take communion. We're going to walk through it together. But we're going to see how it is that Isaiah 55 teaches and shows us how to bring our weariness, our tiredness, our discouragement, even our guilt and our shame And let God meet us right where we are and transform us and bring new life within our souls. So I encourage you, though it's different today, lean in with us. And I hope you, oh God, I know God wants to speak right to you where you are. And as well as speak to all of us collectively together as his church. So I want to begin this by inviting Hannah Gansenberg, will you come up here? And she's going to begin by reading this. And if you want to pull out uh, one of the Pewback Bibles in front of you, Isaiah, what page are we on here? I forgot to check. 602. If you open to page 602 and leave that open, this service, we're going to keep coming back to Isaiah 55, reading a bit and responding, reading a bit and responding. But no matter where you are, wherever you start, let's just begin by coming to the Lord allowing him to meet us right there. So let's read from Isaiah 55, verse 1. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy, and drink. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. As I looked at this scripture, there were so many repeated sections where where the invitation is just to come. Come when you're thirsty. Come when you have no money. Come when you have nothing to offer. The Lord says that we don't need to bring anything when we come to him. We don't need to earn anything. We don't need to earn our salvation because it's a free gift. And then the second thing that repeats over and over is listen to me. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you might live, that you might eat what is good. We All we need to do is sit at his feet and receive. So pray with me. Lord, we come to you with nothing to offer. And God, in any other setting, coming with nothing would just fill us with shame and regret. But God, when we come to you, we don't need to bring anything, and you don't want us to bring anything because we have nothing to offer to you but our sin. And Lord, thank you that when you look at us, you see Jesus because of his sacrifice. Lord, when we come with shame and regret, remind us of your grace. Lord, when we're grieving, remind us of your nearness. Let us feel your presence. Remind us that we don't need to carry that alone. We don't carry any of our burdens alone. So this morning, we bring those burdens to you. We bring our tiredness. We bring our emptiness. We bring our sadness. Lord, I pray that the things that we're feeling, the burdens that we're carrying, we would just release to you and recognize that you are the one who carries who carries whatever burden we're carrying because your yoke is easy and your burden is light. 
Lord, thank you for who you are. Thank you for seeing us in the midst of our pain. Thank you for recognizing what we're going through and what, standing with us through that. And Lord, this morning, just refresh us, renew us, and help us to leave those things at your feet and just receive as your children. Amen. Would you join me in verses 6 through 9? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As I prayed through this, this scripture today, a real scripture of, of repentance. Repentance can oftentimes feel, uh, feel, feel bad, something to shy away from, but repentance is simply a turning away, turning from something to someone. And as Isaiah writes, the Lord calls on us to turn away from our sin and to turn towards him. And what I hear in these verses, which is so encouraging to me, is not an angry, vengeful, wrathful judge, but a loving father calling his children back to him. So what I'd like to do now is just give us some space, a brief period of silence, where individually you can bring your sin, all of that to God. For he is good and right to forgive when we confess, and he does freely pardon. So why don't we take a minute, silence, just between you and the Lord. I'll close us out in prayer, and then we'll read a, um, a prayer together. Heavenly Father, the burdens that we carry, we were never meant to. The sin, the shame, the guilt. Father, we know that you are good. We know that you are loving, you are merciful. Your word that we just read through the prophet says as much. And you call on us to seek you, to turn away from our sins and turn back towards you. Father, sometimes we, all the time, we need the help of your Holy Spirit to do that. But Father, we thank you for your Son. We thank you for Jesus in whose name we are not only saved, but we are healed. And therefore, we have the ability. We have a way. A way has been made for us to be right with you. Day by day, sometimes hour by hour. Father, I pray for 
all of these prayers of repentance, mine included, that have ascended before you. We know by the blood of the Lamb that we are forgiven and we are set free. Help us to walk in that freedom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you join me in reading this prayer? <clears throat> your steadfast love greets us each morning, and your faithfulness is our constant companion. Your mercies are fresh each day, flowing toward us in your patient perseverance and loving guidance. Yet we mourn our sin in profound ingratitude to you. We have not put our hope in you, and we have not waited patiently for you to act on our behalf. We have trusted and delighted in your creation rather than in you, and we have looked to our idols to make us glad, complaining bitterly when they have failed us. Father, forgive us for our many sins. We do not deny them or excuse them, but confess that we have broken your holy law and fallen short of keeping your commands. Thank you that when we come to your outstretched arms in repentance, you will not cast us off, for Jesus brings us near. You will not condemn us, for he died in our place. You will not point out our mountains of sin, for Jesus has leveled them, and he has taken all of our shame and guilt. Fill us each day with your Holy Spirit, and focus our hearts on you. Amen. With that in mind, I just wanted to give an opportunity to sing a song that kind of has that mindset um, as kind of the driving force for the song. So I just want to invite you to join us as we sing. It's the word, it, the, the words are from a familiar hymn. The tune might be a little different, but I just want to encourage you to just allow yourself to engage with with every piece of this this service it's not a production it's not something that we want to do that's just you know come in here and then just go about our day but we truly want to facilitate um, a gift for each one of us to be able to engage with the Lord in a very real way he wants to he wants us to have an encounter with him and to be with him and to let him speak to us and for us to speak back. It's a relationship where he's constantly transforming us and growing us in his likeness. So I just encourage you to just sing these words. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments Take my voice and let me see. 
So we've seen thus far in Isaiah 55, God says, come to me, all who are thirsty, all who are hungry, however you are, in your weariness, come to me. And the interesting thing about that is, <laughs> oftentimes when we come to God in our weariness, it's because we realize we've been trying really hard to make it all work on our own. And when we're tired, we're hungry, we're thirsty, we're our soul's dry, we're not really at our best. And we end up trying to find satisfaction in things other than God. And that's the reason why we followed that with the time of repentance. Because oftentimes we find ourselves in the weariness looking to other things to meet what God is meant to meet. But isn't it beautiful that he invites us to come anyway? And in that, if you remember in this passage, what David just read, as he said, let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy. Everybody say mercy. Mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. And so what I'd like to do now is everybody can have a seat. And I want you to take that communion cup that you hopefully got on the way in. And if anybody in here needs a communion cup, could you just raise your hand? Or if you see somebody beside you needs it, could you raise a hand for them? And we'll make sure that ushers uh, can get you guys this communion cup. Because Isaiah 55 was written 600 years roughly before Jesus came. And God, the statement he made when he was born into this world, and he went to the cross for us. He gave his life for us. He became a sacrifice for us. We were just saying, take my life. It's because he already gave his life for us. If we are wondering if he's a merciful God or a compassionate God, or if he waits to meet us in the midst of our sin, we look at the cross and find the answer. And whenever we come and celebrate communion together, we are remembering that very fact. So I want you to take that communion cup now. And pull off the, the layer that gets to the cracker. And just hold that in your hand for just a moment. Because as we bring all that we are to God, all the ways he's made us, but also all the sin and shame and guilt, the ways we've tried to find satisfaction outside of him, isn't it interesting that he gives us a meal as a symbol that there's only satisfaction in him? So let's take that cracker in your hand and remember the night Jesus was betrayed. After supper, or in supper, he took the bread, he broke it, he gave thanks, and he says, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat in remembrance of me. Let's take and eat together. And after supper, he took the cup. Knowing that Peter was about to betray him. Knowing that Judas was sitting at that table. Knowing all the screw-ups, not only in their past, but in their future. He still took that cup. And he says, this is the blood of the new covenant. Poured out for you the forgiveness of sin. Let's take and drink together.
so, Lord, we thank you yet again. When we could not save ourselves, when we were cut off from life because we walked away from you, that you gave your very self. And this is how we know what love is. Because Jesus died for us. And so, Lord, no matter how tired, weary, discouraged, how much shame we may have had, we allow ourselves to come to you and find rest for our souls. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth and will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I love the imagery in this passage because when we think about New England and the winter, we think about how in the summer when it's dry and we're just like, oh my gosh, it, well, not this summer because it rained a lot, but in the drier seasons when it, the ground is cracked and the earth is craving nourishment, I just think that's such a picture of what God wants to do for us. He wants to give us the nourishment that our souls need, more than we even realize we need it, from his word, from his presence, from coming and gathering together and being in community with one another. And so as we just continue in this service and continue to engage with him, I just want to continue to invite you, continue to encourage you to let the Lord nourish you. Let him refresh you. Because what he says he's going to do, he's going to do it. He doesn't do, he doesn't change his mind from the very beginning he's had a plan. And so I just want to encourage you, we serve a God who doesn't lie. We serve a God who doesn't change. So we can put our full confidence, our full faith, and our full assurance in the fact that he is able and he is worthy and he is capable to refresh and fulfill all the places in your heart that feel dry. And you can trust him with that completely.
Not all get. There we go. <laughs> I want to keep reading from Isaiah chapter 55. I'm going to read the last couple verses in the chapter, uh, verses 12 and 13, if you want to follow along. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper, and instead of briars the myrtle will grow. Will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. When we receive from God, when we are in his presence, when we experience him, when we are filled up by him, it's just natural that then we go out, that we're sent out. Just as this verse is talking about, we go out in joy, we go out in peace, we go out taking everything um, that we have from him, from being with him, from having him even inside of us, and we begin to reflect that to the world. There's so many different ways God calls us to go out to send us out, to, to be a reflection of him, to just uh, celebrate him. And people see that and we share that in the way that we live and our words and our deeds. And um, I want to share a video of that right now of one of the ways uh, God has been doing that through the foster families in this church and the foster ministry. There's so many different ways uh, that God sends us out as individuals as a church, but this is one of those ways he's been working. And I want to share a video with you about that now. Hi, my name is Heather Westcott. We are emergency foster care parents. We get kids brought to our home in the off hours or on the weekends when an emergency happens in the child's life and they need to be removed from their primary home. Just a few weeks ago, we actually had a little boy come to us um, from another country, didn't speak English. He'd been taken from the home and had been in the emergency room for a little while. We estimate somewhere around a, a day and a half to two days. He was very distraught, um, cried a lot. So it was a very trying time for him and for us. Um, after a couple days into it, we, we knew we needed to change his clothes. We figured at that point he'd probably been wearing the same clothes for probably four or five days. Anytime that we tried to change his clothes, uh, it would set him into a, a fit of, of crying and, and again, inconsolably, so it, it was hard. I go to the, the box of clothes that I've collected um, because Foster Box brings us clothes and I was going to see just what I had for um, a boy size four. And I come down and my husband and I are trying to figure out if we're gonna be able to get him to take his t-shirt off. And I notice it's red, red Mickey Mouse t-shirt. And I pull up the shirt that was like one of the only shirts I even had on hand and it was a red Mickey Mouse t-shirt. So I could show it to him and he could see like it was kind of just like the shirt that he had on and it was just like that. We just switched out his shirt and, and nothing, no reaction. He, he was totally fine with it. And it seems like a simple thing, but we'd literally been trying to figure out how to do this for days. And that shirt came to us through Foster Box, but really it came to us through God, who knew at some point 
this child was going to come to us and this would be something that we needed. And God was thinking about him and he was thinking about us and something as simple as a red t-shirt. Um, you know, God cares about those details. I just want to stress the point to everybody that no matter what you do, it matters. Um, the people that are in Foster Box and they're putting together these packages and trying to figure out, you know, outfits and what they're going to need, you never know when you're going to be the one that packed that red t-shirt. And you may never know the story, it may never come back, but trust me that, that God is using you. That's the way God works. And it may be something simple and uh, it may feel like it doesn't matter much to you or it's no big deal, but that red t-shirt was a really big deal to that little boy. My name is Tina Preciado. We have been fostering for three years now. It takes a lot of our attention away from our own kids, um, just through visits and through um, dealing with some of the trauma that's happening. This um, summer, my daughter was in a play. She got the lead in the play. And then all of a sudden, our support team leader sent out an email and we were getting flooded with emails. My daughter was getting flooded with um, text messages that uh, people were gonna show up and be there for her for the play. Um, and it just felt overwhelming, all the love and support that was coming around her. It was a special moment for her. And she also got a special meal. Somebody made her her favorite meal and favorite dessert, which was just another nice little treat for her to feel special in that moment. Uh, when you're a foster family, your bio kids um, can feel like they're not getting um, as much of your attention and th they feel like they have to pour a lot into child too. That's a lot of responsibility on them, but it's, it's nice for them to have moments where they get to shine and be the center of attention. There's just so many people in our community that support and love our family that just reach out in different ways to show encouragement and support to us. Um, it's text messages, it's dropping a little treat off. People in church, when I walk into church and they're checking in and asking about the child that's in our home and praying over us, there's times where it's, it's overwhelming. Um, just how many people love on our family, it's amazing. My name is Leanne Ray, I serve in Kids Church. So a family in our church had a boy in his care for just a few days and they brought him to church one Sunday morning. And as we were doing introductions, he just said, I'm a foster kid and I was taken out of my home for no reason and I don't even know why. And so I just said to him, I'm so sorry to hear that. That sounds really difficult. And in our church, we like to pray and ask God for help. Would you be comfortable if we prayed for you? And he said, yeah, that'd be fine. So I shared that with all the kids that we were gonna pray for this boy, and we did. And then we just continued with our Sunday school lesson. And he left, and he stayed with that family for just another day or two. A few weeks after that, uh, the same family received a call that this same boy needed care for another day or two. And so once again, he came back to church and he attended kids' church. And that second time in the middle of the lesson, he just raised his hand. And when I called on him, he said, you'll probably never see me again. They told me that I'm leaving tomorrow and I might have to go back to my home and I don't want to. And the last time I was here, you prayed for me. And I was wondering if you could do that again. So needless to say, we stopped everything that we were doing and we prayed for this boy and I have no idea what I said, and I'm sure that I stumbled over my words, but I really believe that Jesus 
just ministered to his heart. He heard that boy's heart. Jesus allowed me to sit with this boy who was in a really difficult situation and show him that he could talk to Jesus. I probably won't ever see this boy again, but these children walk into our midst and we wish that we could be prepared or always have the right words. We don't know their story. We may never know their story. We may never see them again, but while they're with us, we have the privilege to plant seeds, to share the love of Jesus, to show them the hope that is in Christ, and maybe they'll take that with us. We might not have the perfect words, um, but Jesus can still use us and speak through us so that we can bring hope to these kids. What I love about that that video is you get to kind of peek behind the curtain and see these really personal ways that God is working in the lives of these kids and the lives of these families. And it's inspiring to me about what God is doing in our foster care ministry, but it's also just an example of the hundreds, probably thousands of stories that most of us don't get to hear unless we happen to be just close to those particular people with the ways that God sends us out and the ways he works through us throughout the year, whether that's in a situation with foster care or whether that's through some other way we're serving our community, we're engaging with our neighbors, uh, we're being a, a classmate with somebody else, we're being a coworker with someone else and the way we're connecting and supporting them and, and showing compassion and all these different ways that God works. So it's just to me uh, so inspiring in the, in the way to remind us all these things happen as God sends us out. God sends us out individually, God sends us out as a church and there are so many ways things like that happen throughout the year because of that. And so I want to spend some time now just praying, um, just praying uh, for the people and the places that God sends us out to most. Uh, I'm going to pray about a few different categories, uh, things like our coworkers or maybe our, our schools, um, our neighborhoods, our communities. I'm going to just a short prayer for each different category, but then I'm going to leave a little uh, space of silence after each one. And I want you guys to just pray on your own by yourself, kind of build off of those, make that personal to however you connect with those categories, to whoever you could be going out to there, um, thinking of ourselves as ambassadors of God, missionaries of God, um, what would he have us do, and who are the particular people we could be praying for in these areas. So let me lead us in this prayer, but when I leave space for silence, you can kind of continue on your own right where you are, making these prayers more specific. God, sometimes when I think about being sent out, um, I skip right by those closest to us, and, and I want to start off just remembering that we are even sent to our families, our extended families, and our friends. Lord, even in those situations, um, your design for us was to be someone created in your image, which means our calling, our role, our design was to be someone that reflects you, someone that other people can look at and be pointed towards you, to be reminded to worship you, to be reminded of your goodness, to see who you are, to be drawn closer to you. God, as we go out, or maybe it even feels like staying in, but as we participate in our families, as we go out to our extended families, as we go out to our friends, as we spend time with them, Lord, let us remember that as part of who we are, that is the central part of what we're doing is, is being your image, is being somebody that can help build them up in you, that can help uh, share who you are both in our words and deeds and just in a reflection of who you are, whether they know you or not, God. I ask that you would lead us in doing that as we go out.
God, I want to pray for our jobs, for our coworkers, our employees, our employers, our industries, um, wherever many of us go out to Monday through Friday or whatever our schedule happens to be, Lord, um, that we wouldn't feel that this is just a different section of our lives, but just another place that you're sending us. God, I ask that even in our work, whatever that is, that uh, you would help us to do that as worship to you, to do it in a way that glorifies you. Uh, that uses our gifts and our talents uh, to make a meaningful impact. Lord, help us to see a meaningful impact even in things that might seem really small. God, but help us also in whoever we connect with in those places, the coworkers and the different people we relate to there, could be clients, anyone, uh, to again remember that we are your ambassadors, Lord. We, we are your missionaries, Lord. Help us to be just a living reflection of you in those spaces. Help us to be someone that can remind others who you are. Help us to be someone that can spark curiosity about who you are. Help us to be someone uh, that's just clothed in compassion, as your word says, Lord, that draws other people to come to and seek out advice and support and encouragement when they need it, Lord, and that through that, they might see you and see your hope and get to hear about that. God, I want to pray about the schools that we're sent out to, uh, the classes that we're sent out to, whether this is uh, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, whether this is going back to take classes later on, whether they're online or in person. Uh, God, I just ask that you would be with us in those places, and again, help us to remember that we are sent out there as well. It's not just something we have to do. It's not just something we're trying to keep up with. Lord, uh, just... Again, fill us up in those places. Let us be so close to you that what comes out of our life is a joy, a peace, a hope, a celebration of who you are, even an enthusiasm, um, a, a comfort when there's suffering, when things are difficult. And, and Lord, again, let people see that that affects the way we walk through things, that that affects the way we operate there, that that affects the way we befriend them, that we, the way we go about doing our work, the way we go about uh, being a student. God, I ask that we would build relationships, we would build friendships there uh, where your light can shine, where your truth can be shown, where your love can be felt. God, I ask that uh, for a lot of people in the ages that are in school, at least for a lot of us, um, trying to figure out things like our identity and purpose are, are questions we're wrestling with a lot. But God, I ask that you would help us to see these through who you are. Help us to uh, not get thrown off by those questions, but to see that and to, and to be able to then understand those through you. And, and be sent out knowing what our identity is, knowing that we are your child, knowing that we are your image bearer, knowing that we are your representative even. even. 
and knowing that our purpose, Lord, is to, to love you and to love our neighbors, to worship you by the way we go about those things. God, we ask that you would lead us in that. God, lastly, I just want to pray for our neighbors, our neighborhoods, our community. I know we come from various different places right around here and a few different communities farther out as well. Uh, God, I ask, as I think of um, just your Sermon on the Mount, I ask that we would be uh, people that are peacemakers, people that hunger and thirst for righteousness, uh, people that can bring comfort where others are mourning. God, I think about earlier on in our series of Mark months ago uh, when we talked about how you came as a doctor and not a judge. You saw brokenness. You saw things that were unhealthy. You saw the flaws that we had, Lord, but you came to us as a doctor to bring healing. Lord, let that be our cause and our inspiration as well, Lord. Um, There are many things, maybe in our neighborhoods, our community, our culture, uh, where sometimes we can feel uncomfortable. Sometimes we can feel awkward. Sometimes we can just sense a different set of values and some of them that we we even look at and we see, oh, this feels broken, this seems unhealthy, where this is going is not going to be good for people. But Lord, I ask that when we see that, that again, we wouldn't react as a judge, but we would react as a doctor, that we would have empathy, that we would know that you've sent us out to be agents of healing, Lord, that you would give us compassion, fill us up and send us out, Lord, in all these ways, we pray. Amen.
dry, thirsty souls. And we know that you're the kind of God who takes us even when we feel tired, discouraged. That you fill us up with yourself. That you plant your word into our dry ground. That like water it comes and it rejuvenates our souls. And that in doing so, Lord, that you then transform us so that we go out with new emotion, joy, and we are led forth in new kind of relationship, peace. And when it's new creation, instead of briars, you grew, you grow up the myrtle, you grow up fresh life within us that we might then be conduits and representatives of you who's consistently inviting others who are dry and discouraged and tired. Thank you that you are a transforming God and that you never send us out out of obligation but that you fill us up with your love first and then send us out in joy. So will you fill us up with your joy? Will you strengthen us? May your joy be our strength that we might consistently come to you just as we are. Find your mercy. Find your word and allow you to minister to our souls and send us out again. Thank you for your kindness, your goodness, your love toward us. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen, amen. You can remain standing for just a moment if, if you are currently. Um, so I hope you see it. Right after walking through Isaiah 55, he says, come to me. You know, it's interesting. Jesus called himself <laughs> the water the eternal water of God, the bread of life, come to me. And he says, you will be sure to find compassion, a God who meets you, the one who became the sacrifice for you. And then the capital W word, as Jesus is also called, as you meet with him, you can take your weariness, your tiredness, you can lay down your burdens and find rest for your souls, he said. And then he's also the one, though, that we know when he's really working in our hearts because he sends us out in joy. Sends us out with new emotion as peacemakers, as those who bring his new creation, new life into this world. So I encourage you, go into this week and if you feel that tiredness again, pick up Isaiah 55. See how all of that is just God by his word leading us through to show us yet again how we find fresh life within him wherever we are. So, with that said, you know, oftentimes we end these services on a high note. And everybody's like, woo, at the end of these things. But today's a little different. Like I said in the beginning, I hope today that if it's not a woo, that you're walking out of here at peace. Just, 
Maybe some of you even feel like going home and taking a nap after this. Like, that could, that could be God too, right? But all of that, that you just know his life, his joy, that he will sustain us and he will lead us. Amen? Amen. Now, before you run out of here, we got to give you a couple announcements just so you guys stay up to date with what's going on. First of all, um, our teenager group, I said teenager with a K, which is our illustrious group of seniors um, here at the church, but you don't have to be a senior to be a part of this. They make, make that very clear. They're going out this Thursday at 10 a.m. Uh, they're going to meet here at Trinity and then head over to Chandler Hovey Park in Marblehead. Um, so that's going to be a great outing time to spend time with each other, build relationships, especially if you're new. Um, it's a great way to connect with people uh, in, in a low-pressure kind of way. Um, for all parents of teenagers or for if you are a teenager, uh, believe it or not, it's already youth retreat sign-up time. Um, it's November 5th through 7th is this year's youth retreat. They're headed up to Camp Spofford. It's going to be at a phenomenal time. Um, but, but make sure and speak to Matt uh, if you want to sign up for the upcoming youth retreat. That's always going to be a great time. Um, and uh, last year they didn't get to do it, obviously. So uh, it's going to be a double great time. Uh, two years build up. So please sign up for that. And last but not least, um, after second service today, uh, we have our uh, annual uh, church business meeting uh, where we vote on the budget. We vote in new members. If you are a member, we'd love for you to come and participate in that right after second service. Uh, if you're not a member, you can still come, right? You just won't be able to vote um, unless you go through our membership process, membership class. Um, but we'd still love for you to come and just see the inner workings of the church. We give a church life update, tell you about some amazing things God's been doing over the past year. I think it'll be really encouraging to you, regardless of member or not. So with that, have we told you we love you guys yet? We really do. And uh, it is a privilege and an honor uh, to seek God together, to be unified by His Spirit with you. Um, and next week, we're actually beginning a sermon series on the Holy Spirit. So stay tuned for that. And prayer partners, uh, if you guys could raise your hands in here, all our prayer partners. We got, got in here. Okay, we got some. Uh, you guys, just come on up after the benediction. And if anybody in here needs prayer for anything, the prayer partners will be up here, and they would love to pray with you. So let's raise our hands to receive the benediction. As those implanted with the word and the life of God. May we go out of here in joy. May we be led forth in peace. May we be open to the ways that God in transforming us may lead us to be a transformative presence for those around us. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, amen. Love you all. Have a great week.